Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Awards Radar podcast, which uh, very possibly didn't happen this week because uh, we're having some chaos going on here. I'm, I'm on location in Los Angeles for a secret project, which you'll find out about when I can tell you. And uh, Miles' technology is failing him. So we're trying. We are trying. Yes. So if we're if we're a little more um, if we sound different this week, we're trying not to speak over each other to make life easier for Steve. Uh, but we have plenty to do. So we're going to do that stuff. So we're going to be talking about the uh, major Oscar categories this this week, since we've been putting that off a little bit. Um, I saw the creator and the uh, social media embargo dropped on that. So we can talk about that just a little bit. We're. Uh, not next episode, but the week after is going to be our Saw episode, I think. So that's very exciting. And uh, we have some questions. Because next next week, around the time of recording, it's possible I will have seen it. But you won't. And Kendall won't. So, um, But yeah, Kendall's going to try to come on. And that'll be the week after. So we'll see about that. Um, and we also have um, this week, we are pushing the Rotten Tomatoes game to next week because I didn't pack it. So instead... We're going to do our fantasy draft, and when Steve has a chance to come on, he'll he'll have his uh, his pickings, which I, I don't I don't feel bad for him because he did that last year and still won. He picked everything everywhere all at once. Solve that problem. The uh, way we're going to figure out who goes first is I pulled up a saw quiz for Miles, and it's uh, it looks pretty easy, so I think he has to run the table on it. But we'll see. We'll see how quickly he gets knocked out. So. Um, if he's just destroying it, we'll, we'll give up and give him first pick because, uh, I think the, it's the Oppenheimer draft. Everyone wants Oppenheimer. Yeah. All right. So let's start the quiz. What did Gordon Adams see on the wall when they turned off the lights? Uh, X from X marks the spot. Yeah. The other options are so terrible also on these multiple choice would not be helpful. It would be a, it would be a cheat almost. How did Adam try to fake his death? Uh, by pretending to uh, smoke the poison cigarette. Yeah. We could do so much better than this. I'm just yeah. Saying. I was I was like raring to go on like something about the whole franchise. But we we may have to we may have to you know what I'm gonna give you one or two more, but I want to pull up a better one because this is also not as uh, entertaining. Let's see, saw quiz. How about a trap quiz? Okay. Try that. It's from BuzzFeed. They may be a little more reliable, right? We can try it. All right. Only someone with a master's degree in horror can name these saw traps based on my very dumb descriptions. I don't know. I mean, did, is this a multiple choice one? Because I don't know about specific names on some of them. Yes, but I don't... Some of these I can't give you... Um, the multiple choice because there's only one obvious answer. But you should know the names of most of these. But if you come okay. close, I'll give you credit. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. A funky little helmet is fitted to your head, promising with each passing moment to crack your face open like a metal otter busting open a clam made of human skull. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I told you they're, uh, they're not good for students. They're bad descriptions. Well, then I think I need the multiple choices on this one. 
just because well, there's like two or three I can think of that that could be. Well, we'll work through them because I'll tell you, I'll tell you that because if you get if the multiple choice, they don't they're not good. There's one obvious answer and and three bad answers. So okay. work through it for me. Well, it's either the reverse bear trap or the Venus fly trap. It's the reverse bear trap. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think the the fly trap counts as like snapping shut as opposed to ripping open. That'd be my guess there. Oh sure. It I mean, I, I don't know who's creating it. It like threw me off. Yeah, I also just don't want to help you because it doesn't benefit me. Well, valid. Okay. Yeah. On. You wake up hovering a few feet off the ground, which is probably pretty cool for a second. Until you realize you have a whole bunch of metal hooks in your rib cage. If you don't put your bare hand into a glass container full of acid to get the key before it disintegrates, the hooks are going to spring open and make your insides your outsides. You know the trap. What's it called? Well, I definitely know the trap. It's the one that uh, Detective Carey ends up in. Yeah, one, uh, of, one, of, one of the unwinnable ones, supposedly. Quote, unquote, which is such a funny plot point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other ones are winnable, you know. No, totally. You can tell by all the people who win them regularly. Yeah, Amanda and, you know, Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> um, so what's it called? Is it like an angel something? The angel trap. There you go. Oh. Six people. How it goes afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, these multiple, you can't have the multiple choice because they're, they're not really trying. Fair enough. Uh, Six people you know IRL are all trapped in a spinny uh, majig thing and one by one have to face a shotgun on a rotating basis. It's Russian roulette with more people and extra steps. Anyway, you have to decide who gets to live and who has to die. Good luck with all that. Uh, well, it's the merry-go-round from Saw 6. Yeah. The best trap in that one. Yeah. One of the most memorable in the series, one might argue. Yeah. And what's it called? Is it not called a merry-go-round? It is not called a merry-go-round. Um, a shotgun carousel? Correct. Oh. There's a big hole in the ground, and there's just there's just so many needles in it, y'all. I'd argue there's maybe too many needles in it. Uh, is it just like pit of needles or something? The I needle know. pit. Needle pit. Wow. Close enough. You're you're skirting the line oh. right now. That, that that's real tomato tomato. <laughs> yeah. There's a very tight metal device around your neck. It has freaking laser beams coming out of it. With each passing second, the laser beams inch closer to your face, threatening to split your pretty little skull into even slices, like one of those fancy chocolate orange candy balls. Uh, well, it's the one from Jigsaw that I hate. Yeah. You also, it is good that you're mentioning which movie. That should be part of the, the game as well. I, I feel like, yeah, it at least clarifies that I know which one we're talking about. Yeah, so when you lose, you lose with dignity. Exactly. This is among my least favorite, just because it feels so unsaw-like. Well, that's part of the the jigsaw of it all, where they were trying to figure out how much like saw they should be and how much they should go in a different direction, and their different direction stuff wasn't super successful. New. No. Whereas uh, Spiral, I would argue, did was successful there. Yes, to a point. Well, they were more successful with the traps, but less successful with like the puppet and the voice and stuff like that. Well, yeah, that was them being like, well, we're, we, I don't know if they had planned if it had gone well to keep doing more spirals. 
and it would have been the the pig thing. I get the I get the idea of the pig costume, you know, the pig uh, marionette for the cop metaphor. But totally, it well, just, and it's an extension of the pig stuff that's already there in the saw, like costumes and stuff. So that's fine. It's just I I don't know if this is a commonly name known nickname, but Kelly came up with this the other day of that guy's name should be Pigsaw. That's a good name. It doesn't fit as well because, like, the puppet is just Billy, you know? Well, yeah, Billy. I'm sure he has some kind of name like that, but I feel like Pigsaw is, like, ripe for the taking. Oh, yeah. No, if if we were getting ready to see Spiral 2, Pigsaw would be a thing. Yeah, maybe. Is this your way of uh, skirting around the fact you don't know the name of the trap? It's, It's like the laser collar or something like that. It is, in fact, the laser collar. When in doubt, just go with what it is, I think. Yeah, I guess I'm overthinking some of them. Yeah. All right. First off, you're being poisoned by the air, which stinks. Then there's like two boxes. You have to stick your hands up into them and get the antidote. You're being poisoned, remember? Issue is, once your hands are in, you can't get them out because they're caught in razor blades. It's like the hand version of those spikes that stop your car from backing up. Uh, yep, that's the one from two that the uh, prostitute sticks her hands into and... Uh, leads out from which is apparently not even meant to be her trap which is pretty funny yeah Um, the the funniest kill on that is still um the chick from seventh heaven who just succumbs to poison when everyone else doesn't oh yeah when she does the marion cotillard in the dark knight rises death yeah that's yeah which it was kind of like we forgot what to do with her i think well, because there's no reason for there to be eight fucking characters, like, trim it the hell down. <laughs> I mean, the reason is because it was uh, Dan Lynn Bousman's, like, original script, where they're like, you, make this saw, quick. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We don't need characters. Um, but the name of the trap, it's, the, like, the razor blade box. The razor box. Well, I'll give you credit there. I think that counts. Edgar Allan Poe probably has a pretty good case for copyright infringement with a swinging thing. That's all you're getting. The pendulum. Pendulum trap. Yeah, from five. You're you're strapped to a chair, and there are some real, real sharp knives way too close to your face. In order to get out, you have to lean forward and press a pressure plate with your forehead. But those knives are 100% going into your face if you do that. Uh... The face slicer. The face slicer, you say? Or knife face, face knife trap. <laughs> so what's your what's your second choice? Because I'm getting Oppenheimer, it sounds like. All right. <laughs> well, hold on. Um, None of the options are even close to that. So um, you lose, but I'll give you the multiple choice now. Give me the multiple choice. <laughs> the slash trap, the stabinator, the blades trap, or the knife chair. None of those, uh, none of those are where you were going. What are you going with? The knife chair. It was. Okay. Which movie? Four. Yes. One of the lower five traps. Yes, but it's his very first. Yeah, which, I mean, that's fair. I don't know that he fully had a plan of what was going to happen there. No, totally. Well, and I like how he completely adopts the pig thing just because he happened to kidnap the guy on the year of the pig parade. Totally. What do you think his plan was there? Because if he'd gotten out, he's just like in his like layer disease. Like, oh, congrats. I don't remember the guy's name. He did have that box of razor wire ready to go and was definitely strategically standing in front of it in case he got charged at. That's true. He was really hoping, like, so he's going to appreciate his life immediately, shake my hand, and I'll walk him out and we'll exchange information and I'll get a Christmas card every year. Or do you think 
kill me, in which case I move slightly to the right and himself, and that's not my fault. Do you think he keeps tabs on people? Because the whole goal was to appreciate your life, right? I don't think there are enough survivors before he dies for him to be able to keep tabs on people. Do you think that was the plan, though? And that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think the plan was to, like, check in? Maybe. I mean, I think he's probably a little annoyed by the time we get to three that he hasn't had more successes, even though he's talking a big game to Hoffman and everyone about, like, how much of a better system this is. Though I do feel like we're about to find out in a couple days that he had a massive success with some real bad folk. But is it a success or is it a bloodbath? Because, you know, Um, I want to guess that like most of them live. And I don't I know. guess like one person lives. Wait, I, I think that's fair. And that often ends up being the case or they live right to the end and then they just arbitrarily die from something else. But one of the like, so if off the top of my head, we have like a doctor, right? We have like a like a nurse. We have like an orderly. We have like a businessy kind of like con artist. Mm-hmm. And then like the, the woman who's like, I they cured me. I feel like that might be the person who's like she's kind of forced into it. So maybe she's the designated survivor of it all. Could be. Could be. We'll see. All right. Um, you're naked. Also, we should do the next question. You're naked, which already. Yeah. Oh, no. You're in a cold room and there's a mechanism spraying water on you. You're going to be a people popsicle soon if you don't get out. Oh, sure. Um, from three, uh, the woman who is the witness of the car accident. One of the only instances of nudity in the franchise. Yeah, yeah, some not not especially erotic nudity, but it's there. One of the meaner traps, actually. Yeah, that one in pretty brutal. You know what the meanest one is? Maybe four with the when she gets like scalped. That's pretty brutal. I still think the guy who like get his insides like choked out because he's a smoker is pretty nasty. <laughs> True. There was a couple where it's like, what did you do? You jaywalked. <laughs> Well, that's what that's what this one seems to be doing so well is like these are all bad people. Yeah, well, mostly. (laughs) And they seem to overtly fucked him over. But some of them. So sidebar, I have been rewatching the series in preparation to about five. And one thing I notice about the cop characters in particular is like a lot of the time, like like rig or carrier whoever he'll give them shit for being obsessed with catching him but like the thing that he's criticizing them for wouldn't exist if he wasn't doing his thing you know what i mean <laughs> oh, 100% it's just the the more the more you dig into it the more his whole logic falls apart but what an entertaining fella you know he what what he's doing we appreciate even if we don't fully understand it it's not good work but it definitely makes for a spectacle yeah we appreciate the effort <laughs> exactly. He's a showman, if nothing else. Yeah, exactly. He puts on puts on a good show. If it's Halloween, or in this case, late September, it must be Saul. I was joking uh, to Kelly while we were watching the fifth one, because that one, the twist is that the five of them are supposed to actually have been working together the whole time. Yes. Ixos' talents are being wasted on all these traps. I feel like he'd be really good with, like, company retreats doing, like, team-building activities. 100%. Like, he's the guy, man, if if he'd started just a little bit later and could have gotten in on the escape room craze, he could have worked out so much aggression. Oh, he could still say, like, live or die, make your choice. There's just no actual threat. Like, he would have been a wealthy man. He would have cured his cancer. 
Yeah, no, he could have made gimmicks out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. What's the trap? But it would have been. I don't remember which one we're talking about. <laughs> the the cold one. Oh, the naked cold one. Um, I don't know, like the, the ice bath or something. Well, again, none of those options. So you got <clears throat> the big cold. The big cold. The naked trap. The mini fridge trap and the freezer. The freezer? It is, in fact, the freezer. So obtuse. The big cold, you know, with Kevin Klein and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah. and your final one. Before we move on, you can uh, save some save some face. Uh, your partner's cheating on you. I know. I'm sorry. It would have been funny if Kelly walked in right as you heard as that was playing, and you're like, loud. When you're, uh, what are you on speaker, right? Yep, yep. She That's what she would have heard as she walked in the door. Uh, you're attached to half of a table saw. The other half is attached to the person your partner is cheating on you with, and above you, both, is your partner. You must kill one of them, or they'll kill you. Oh, and this is taking place in a store window in front of a whole group of people watching. Yeah, this is the one from Seven, where it's in broad daylight, and yeah, they're just... Yeah, it's the only public display one. It's the only one where you're like, ooh, he's showing off a little bit here. A little bit. Though, you know what? The the other one with the the mausoleum, with the with the guy who can't talk and the guy who can't see, I just watched another movie... I think it was reptile at, at tiff where it looked like the same mausoleum oh that's funny <laughs> if yeah, you have to watch uh, reptile now just to see if it's the same mausoleum um, i'll be curious yeah well it's interesting because in five um uh agent strom sort of goes back to all the previous crime scenes and they're all like pretty much there like pretty much as they would be like the razor wire is still there where the razor wire trap was like they haven't been cleaned up or restored at this, all this all unknown city works there. very slowly yeah, yeah, pseudo Detroit in Canada or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Va- Vancouver, Toronto, Detroit. Exactly. Uh, what's so okay? This is the um, it's it's the three people. It's the brothers, and they're are they brothers or are they friends? I can't remember. I think they're friends. They're co-workers at least. Or yeah, they know each other. I wasn't sure if that was like a costume for the game or that was like what they happened to be wearing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know the name of the trap. It's the, um, I don't know, the splitter. <laughs> it would be the public execution. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Well, again, I, when in doubt, real, real fucking on the nose stuff. I guess, but that's like, I don't know. That could have been anything. <laughs> we'll remember it for when we, um, when we might have to re-rank the traps. With Kendall. Oh, there you go. I don't remember when we did Spiral. I don't know if any like ranked, right? Yeah, or at least like our top fives or whatever. Yeah. I um, mean, I don't. This one, there's a couple of early candidates, but the guy who has to like fuck with his brain. Yeah. Well, that looks like potentially like a gru- more gruesome sort of rehash of the surgery from three. Yeah. And, uh, and the eyeball thing could be gnarly. Exactly. Whatever that's going to be. People who came here for late-breaking Oscar talk must be really excited that the first, like, 20, 30 minutes of this episode is just pure, like, really deep-dive Saw talk. <laughs> it was only 15 minutes. It just felt like 30. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was the long lead to figure out that I pick first. Yeah. Um, I, I, I fumbled enough that I'll concede that one to you. Exactly. But we had fun. All right. So we're going to do... Um, five pictures five actors five actresses right and we'll worry about 
replacements and stuff like that when if when Steve comes on. Yeah, I don't think we should worry about alternates yet. Just our core fives. And exactly. Um, points as a refresher. This is what I had written down last time. We can amend if we want, but I think we went with you get four points for an Oscar win, three points for an Oscar nomination, three points for a Guild win, two points for a Guild nomination, two points for a Critics Group win, one point for a Critics Group nomination. Um, Miles works backwards when he um, tallies them up. So if it's a blowout, he doesn't have to go through the critics groups. But yeah, last year, Joey or uh, Steve had like everything everywhere and Brendan Fraser and like a handful of other like. Yeah, it was was, so early. It wasn't even worth it. It was over. So um, you can pick any of what you want. You don't have to go with five pictures first. It's completely up to you. Um, We'll even go snake style. So you're going to have second and third pick because uh, with the first pick in the 2023 fantasy movie draft at awards radar, I am taking the film Oppenheimer. Well, that is definitely valid. Yeah, it's the it's the I mean, you don't really do football, but, you know, every so often you've heard like, oh, in the draft is this guy, right? He's amazing. He's going to be the guy. It's this feels like one of those like there is a first pick here. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, no. Yeah, that was going to be mine if it wasn't yours. Sure. I had a backup plan, though. So we'll see if you take those two. Well, so I get two now, right? Yeah, you're going to go. You're going to go two. then I'm going to go. To I will figure it. I think I don't remember how Snake Star goes with two. We'll give you two right now at least. Sure. Well, then I will have them both as pictures, okay. and I'm just gonna you know go where the smart money is, and I will take poor things. Very good. And then I will take Killers of the Flower Moon. All right. Two of the three that I had in mind. So well done there. Um. Let's go one and let's just go alternating now. I think that's a fair way to do it. Sounds good. Uh, I'm going to go Barbie in picture. Very good. We have the four main tech players. Yes, at this point. Or one second, because I'm filling mine out too. Yeah, I'm keeping yours as well. So we're we're set. Uh, So you have Oppenheimer and you have Barbie. You have Barbie. I have Barbenheimer while I'm wearing my Barbenheimer shirt, which I flew to LA today. Perfectly. The the synergy is great. All right, let's see. I will take you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take American fiction. Interesting, not a bad pick. We'll talk about that a little bit later because one of our questions is about how that's gonna do given how we ended last week talking about the audience award. Look at that. Um I was temp see here's where the interesting thing is. With your your uh, acting races, it's how bold do you want to get, right? And go and grab one of those. Exactly. And I don't know that I'm ready yet. Because, here's the thing, and this, this feeds into the discussion we're going to have. While there are people that I think are going to do very well and show up everywhere, the, the one or two kind of perceived front runners aren't necessarily that way. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you know what I'm going to do? I am going to take an actress and I'm going to take Emma Stone. Nice. You're up. Well, then by that same token, I'm going to take an actor. And I'm going to take Killian Murphy. Nice. Well, 
I thought you were going to take the person I was going to take, so I'll take an actor and I'll take RDJ. Yep, that was going to be my next one. Well, that's my only concern is because he's a big enough name that the early groups don't bother with him, Mm -hmm. even though I feel like he's going to kind of sweep the important stuff. Potentially, yeah. All right. You have three films and an actor. So I will... Actor is a bloodbath, by the way, already looking this year, so... No, boy, is it. Um... To that effect, actually... Double down on an actor? Yes, and... uh, Ooh, but... Hmm... I'm second-guessing myself. Well, you have options. You can go in for another actor in one of your films, or you can diversify. Yeah. Tell you what, I'm gonna go ahead and nab Bradley Cooper for actor. All right. Specifically for actor. Yes. I'm gonna go actress, and I'm gonna take Lily Gladstone. Yep. That's probably gonna be one of my next ones. Yeah. But if you look at the board, Steve will be fine. Oh, yeah, there's still plenty to go around. Yeah. Um, let me, just because i got to support my boy, uh, I will also get Jeffrey Wright for actor. Yeah. That makes sense. I will take Ryan Gosling, an actor. Smart. With all of these, I feel like we don't need to yet clarify for what movie. No, no. If there's a if there's someone clearly in more than one thing, I we can we can get into it. Yeah. But it's assumed right now. Uh all right, let's see. I have two of each. You have three films and three actors. You have no actresses yet. Yeah. Let me hmm. It's such a it's such an interesting race right now, isn't it? Yep. Took a took a real turn uh, two days ago. Well, I'm almost glad we're recording today just so we can talk about the whole Lily Gladstone thing. That actually would have happened while we were recording. That's so funny. But would we have caught it? Time will tell. Depends. Depends well, on if we had gotten the actor, actress and supporting actress. There you go. Um, okay. Um, for now, let me you know what I'm gonna grab uh, Carrie Mulligan for actress. I right, see so you're you're big on Maestro here. It, it feels unless like a movie. Yeah, unless you wanted to go supporting actress for Saltburn. I'm I'm gonna stick with Maestro there. <laughs> She's very funny in Saltburn, but is not a big perform a big role. I am tempted to go. You know what? Oh, I've got two. I got a couple of things in my back pocket that I'm just not sure. I feel like I can wait on those with back to back. Like, I don't think you can take the things I'm worried about, you know, so okay. I'm going to do, um, is it? No. Can I leave some cookies for you here? Uh, sure. As I'm getting, thank you. Live room service on the, on the podcast. There you go. Um, what is, let's see. I was going to go with a picture. But I feel like if I take one, you're going to take the other. Does that make sense? So I'd rather leave a little mystery there. And you know what? In the spirit of what we're doing, I am going to take Margot Robbie, an actress. Okay. 
exams. So now I've got three actresses, two actors, two pictures. You have one actress, three actors, three pictures. I'm going to go ahead and add a fourth picture, and I'm going to throw right. past lives on there. Nice. Assuming they remember it, that's a good pick. And probably a good precursor pick. I think so. And now that you only have one more left in picture, I feel safe that I can do this. My third picture is going to be Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Okay. Well, very fair. I think I know what you're expecting me to do. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, but it is an option now. Well, there's one of two things you could be expecting me to do, so I'll, we'll see whether I zig or zag. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and grab Sandra Huller, an actress. Very good. Forgive me, Sandra. I'm not adding the umlaut because I don't remember how to do that. <laughs> on a thing. All right, so you know you what? It actually. What is that? Is it Huller? Uh, I think it's Uller. Uller? Uh, the U is very uh, prominent. I just don't know if it's uh, if you say the H at all yet. I'm sure we'll find out. Sure. Um, I haven't been paying as much attention. All right. So you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna. I like what you did. Though you're gonna have to specify there on that one. Oh, so I for will... that one, I do specify for Anatomy of the Fall. All right. Because that is two different categories, also. No, valid one, but yeah, I think she's got a hell of a better chance in that one. Yeah. And I am going to take another film, and you're going to be annoyed because I'm taking Spider Verse. Oh, interesting. That's a good call. So that gets me animated stuff. That gets me potentially any tech stuff. It gets me potentially adapted screenplay attention. Okay. Okay. Respect. Well, that's the thing. I think the key to this in a year where we don't think it's going to be a runaway, I, I feel like Oppenheimer's not going to get enough points to necessarily end it, you know? But you want to you wanna have precursor attention in a way we didn't have to care about last year. Very much so. Um, all right, then. Well, I'm going to double down on my previous claim, I think, and I'm going to grab Greta Lee for actress. All right. I'm going to take Mark Ruffalo, an actor. Nice. Now I have four films, three actors, three actresses. You have four pictures, three actors, three actresses. Uh, oh, we have the same amount now. Now we're even. Oh, yeah. Big pressure on the picture talk now. Yeah, a little bit. Um, kind of have to guess what's going what's gonna to play. I, there's a there's an obvious one for you based on what you've picked, but I don't know that you're going to go with it. Yeah, there is. Oh, you know what I do want to also grab, actually? Mm -hmm. I get another actor, and I'm going to take uh, Coleman Domingo for Rustin. Nice. He was on my radar, but I also... Eh, radar. I also... Um, I'm not certain how the precursors will fare with them, just because of the, the Netflix of it all. All right. Um, I'm going to finish out my picture one because I, I want to see what that leaves you. I think it creates an interesting dynamic for you. And I'm going to take the zone of interest. I expected you might. I actually was 
I'm, I was going to hold off on that one because I think that may not perform as well as I think people are expecting. I don't know how it's going to get Oscar wise, but yeah, but it could so definitely we, be first replier, and I think that's, well, yeah, so that in itself is a smart move. So remember, uh, listeners slash readers, if we pick a picture, it's eligible for picture. Um, I guess director we include, right? Picture, director, screenplay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the major ones. I think basically non-acting ones. Yeah, yeah. Picture, director, screenplay, the the tech categories, and if they're an animated foreign or documentary, they they count for there. So I think Zone will show up places. I, I don't think on Oscar night it could be a big old goose egg, but it could do well early on as like the LA critics could go wild for it. I, I'm I'm this is what we talked about when I saw it. I just I don't know. And I'm interested, it's interesting. You know, when you see it, I really want to get your take because I've heard other people kind of say the same thing. Not that it's bad, not that it's not a masterpiece or anything like that, but it is kind of exactly what you think it is, right? It's not offering a lot more beyond what it's telling you it's going to be doing. Yeah, I'm I'm anticipating that that's going to be a tough sell for people. Yeah, I think the, well, it's it's, uh, A24, so to have the, I don't. I say this with affection. The sort of like blind cinephile who goes in for anything A twenty four, which is cool. I love that there's an indie brand that gets it. But uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens after that group. Yeah, very much so. So you're gonna wrap up your picture. Or you're gonna hold off now that you don't. You actually can hold off to make it your last pick now. You don't have any reason not to. Yeah. What I'm actually gonna do is round out my actor picks, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go ahead and grab Leo. I am going to take an actor as well, and I'm going to take Paul Giamatti. Now it's getting interesting, isn't it? Yeah, now it's in the more gray. You have two actresses and a picture. So we each have three picks left. I'm debating. Debate away. Okay, here's... I have kind of a weird one in terms of like, I don't, I think it would definitely be a contender, but it doesn't technically have a release date this year. Interesting. I mean, you can do that in the sense of, I, I think we're going to, when Remember, Steve picks, we'll have a save replace thing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Remember when Steve doubled down on Maestro last year? Anyway. That's true. Yeah. And I think Killers of the Flower Moon, I think you might've picked once. Yeah, potentially. Um, okay, let's... Okay. The hotel gave me cookies. So what are you thinking? All right, I'm going to go for it, and... No, you know what? Okay, for now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap up my picture with the boy in the hair, Anna. Interesting. You were you were going with one that wasn't going to come out initially. Yeah, I will potentially circle back to that one. Well, you're out of picture, so you can just say it now. We both are. Well, not necessarily because I still have actresses. Oh, I see what you're getting at. Oh, because I do too. Um, all right, so I'm going to take an actress. I'm going to take Divine Joy Randolph. Very good. Holdovers. Since somebody's got to win supporting actress. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's going to be another bloodbath. 
in a weird way. In a, in a, in a no one feels like a front runner except kind of her, even though oddly I have the film getting nothing else right now, and that seems wrong. It's also a film I think we're all sleeping on. That film is going to play real well at the Academy. Well, it'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Runner-up at the at TIFF for the Audience Award, which I honestly think if it had debuted there, it would have won. Yeah, well, and second runner-up with Boy and the Heron, so, you know, yep. we're, we're in the right zeitgeist. Yep. I'm going to grab another actress, since that's all I have left. I'm yep. going to get Janu Ellis for Origin. All right. Why not? All right, so you have one actress left. What did you say? That's the one that doesn't have a release date. Origin? Really? Yeah, you'd think. Interesting. I, I feel like they're putting it out, even though... They, they uh, really should, because they've got the buzz for it. True. I mean, even though I think, oddly overall, the, the reception was kind of mixed, I noticed. There were some notable detractors, which I don't know that that matters too, too much. Because it's a passion play kind of thing in the same way of like a, a salt burn or a couple of the other things that had strong on both sides. But sure. hard, harder sell, maybe. But I don't know. Listen, I'm on the side of it being very good. So we'll see. So you have one actress left, right? Yes. And I have an actor and an actress. So I am going to take someone I'm shocked is still on the board. And I'm going to take Robert De Niro, an actor. Here you go. Even though, truthfully, I wonder if he's not going to... He might be an Oscar, but not a ton of other stuff thing. Could be. I could see that one getting in with a lack of precursors, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm down to just an actress. And you have... Also just an actress. Yes. So, what I'm going to do you know, I'm going to go ahead and grab Emily Blunt. For Oppenheimer? Yep. Not for Pain Hustlers? Nah, something tells me Pain Hustlers isn't going to be much of a player. Yeah, that's probably right. All right. Where do I go from here? You know what? I am going to take someone from May, December. <laughs> well, yeah, but you got to specify. I consider yes. that you know, which one to go with. I'm actually just now thinking, like, who's going to do better? And I'm, I'm, I feel like a little bit of a crapshoot right now. I, I feel like Natalie Portman will get more acclaim. Yeah. But the nature of the season benefits Julianne more. Exactly. So that's why I'm thinking we won't really know until we get some hard precursor data. Exactly. Or do I or do I skip both of them? That's a choice. Something else. But what? I think the play is honestly, I think the play is supporting actress because of where we're at. Mm hmm. Let me let me let me think. So, like in terms of the actress contenders, we have a Gladstone, we have Anjanou Ellis, we have an Emma Stone, we have a Carrie Mulligan, we have a Sandra Uller, right? We have Margot Robbie. We have many of the main ones. So, uh, since it's, since it's you, I, it's my last pick. So I don't I don't really mind saying more because yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to influence you that much. No. Are you are you done? I'm done. I think. 
Yeah, I'm done. Okay, so I'm wrapping. Yeah, yeah, because of the snake thing. So I'm wrapping up. All right, so it doesn't matter. I could go. I go Net Benning or Jody Foster for Nyad. Uh huh. But I think we get into the same problem there. Yep. Which one? Um, another option would be to go in like a real different direction. Try to pick out who's going to be like on the indie scene. Let me peruse my list for a second and see if there's someone indie that I can get. Uh, well, you have Greta Lee. That's going to benefit her. I'm, t- I'm scared of Flint Strong because I don't even know if it's coming out. Mm-hmm. Something like Fair Play or Flora and Son. It has to like actually get noticed. Hmm. Then you come back to like Viola Davis and Air. Like that could again be one that like is just a couple of places. Sure. She's somebody I definitely considered though. Yeah. Penelope Cruz and Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's okay. probably got the best notices out of that one, I think. You know what? Let's go her. Why not? I don't see that one for a little bit. Actually, I see it at uh, NYFF. So let's go Penelope Cruz. And that might be one I might swap out when the time comes. So there we go. Um, Quick recap, and then we'll move on to the categories that we're going to talk about since we just did some of the categories. Kind of a good preview. All right. My pictures, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Anatomy of a Fall, Spider-Man, Across the Spider-Verse, and The Zone of Interest. Mine are Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, American Fiction, Past Lives, and The Boy and the Heron. My actors are Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie, Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things, Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers, and Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon. Mine are Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, and Leonardo DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon. My actresses are Emma Stone for Poor Things, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Margot Robbie for Barbie, Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers, and Penelope Cruz for Ferrari. And mine are Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall, Greta Lee for Past Lives, Anjanu Ellis for Origin, and Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer. Very good. Stay tuned. See how that goes. Why don't we take a question? First up, Matthew Anderson says, with American Fiction winning the TIFF People's Choice Award, can you see this possibly getting into the Best Picture lineup, or is it likely to just get a lone screenplay nomination? I mean, that presumes it'll get anything, but correct in assuming that it's in good position because you have to go back close to a decade to have something that got shut out. I want to say that was where do we go from here, or where do we go now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then as we went as we went over last year, uh, last week, there are times where where they have not crossed over as much. But we're in a period where they do. And I think American fiction adapted screenplay looks very good because that sure. category is rough. Quickly, I'll tell you my my rankings right now. I got poor things and killers of the flower moon and Oppenheimer as like they're locked in, for lack of a better term. Um, poor things, probably the front runner just by virtue of. It feels odd to give Scorsese or uh, Nolan the Oscar for writing. Not that they care, but like just in terms of that. Um, Then I have American Fiction as a as a real sort of like kind of fun one there for them. Because remember, this is a comedy. That is the one kind of quirk of it all here that it's lighter fare and more satirical fare than Academy sometimes goes for. 
But I think uh, that actually may end up working to its benefit if they're kind of looking to diversify the best picture lineup. Yes, the new Academy. Though, yeah. <laughs> what an even bad, worse look it would be if this is the movie that misses. Well, very much so. I think yes. post-Green Book, they're maybe a bit more sensitive about that kind of thing than they would be otherwise. Think we're going to find out. And then uh, you would like to think. Yeah. Yeah. And that fifth slot seems like there's a bunch of possibilities. Um, the zone of interest, because it is a very liberal adaptation of that of that novel. Uh, Origin, if it comes out, dumb money kind of feels like that's the category it would have a chance in Ferrari if it plays. Then you start to get into like next goal wins if it's if they just are struggling for something. Not that the movie's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Color purple, depending on how it is. Boy in the Heron. Spider-Verse, and then you, you start to really like grasp at straws there. Sure. Although one I would throw out there as an asterisk is Barbie may be submitting itself as original, but it's happened in the past where the Academy has sort of vetoed that and made its own call. And there's definitely exactly. an argument to be made that that one could be underadapted as well. And if, it's, oh, yeah. if that's where it falls, and I think it should still definitely be considered... I would say regardless of category, it should be considered a contender for a nomination. Yeah, no, I think it's in either way. I think I would never predict it to make the switch just because that's a... Unless they say something to that effect beforehand, but I don't think... Exactly. Yeah, so we'll come back to original in a second. So let's um, quickly, I don't want to spend, I don't want to go through picture in full right now, but I will tell you right now, American Fiction is my number 11 just because it's it's an Amazon movie. It has those things we just talked about. I just want to hear it play well outside of the festival. Sure. Other than that, yeah, I, I would say it's it's very likely. I'll tell you right now, my number 10 is Saltburn. Like, uh, Amazon slash MGM could just flip-flop those if they, that's how they see the, uh, the wind blowing. Well, and with American Fiction, better overall reviews and, uh, and already some early accolades under its belt, they're they could very easily go in that direction. It just kind of depends on, I think, I think you're right. I think we need to get some sort of general reactions because it's hard to gauge from the festival crowd sometimes. Yeah. And I think if you look at the, what the TIFF lineup had, and we're not going to get back into TIFF, we talked about it, but there wasn't a ton of high profile world premieres, surefire Oscar players stuff. Yeah. So if you look at what finished right boy in the heron, hardcore fan base, but a smaller fan base, right? And I know they weight the um, the the vote in some way based on the theaters it plays in and how many people and where to try to make it fair. But that's a small kind of hardcore would always play well, but would never, I think, get the votes to be number one. So in a more competitive year, we probably don't see it in the top three. Holdovers, again, if it had debuted there, I would think would have been a big threat because it is like really that kind of movie. But would have felt like a bland winner in a way. Like you wouldn't have been like, Ooh, it won the audience award. Yeah. You kind of would have been like, all right. Yeah. I guess that makes sense in a way that that happens sometimes with front runners though. Usually it's an exciting one. Like with like last year with the fable wins, it was kind of cool to be like, Oh no, it confirmed everybody loved this movie here. Yes, exactly. Um, Jojo rabbit was, it was kind of a, not, not a like, Oh, well, but it was like, Oh, I guess. All right. Interesting. Even though it beat like, Parasite and Marriage Story, I think, were the other two, if I remember correctly. Right. So passion does kind of play in. So it's a it was a wide open field to say to begin with. So I I don't know if that makes the achievement bigger or smaller. 
you could see it either way, I think. Right. And I think if you see it as smaller, you may even have it lower than 11. If you see it as bigger, you probably have it in your top 10 already. Exactly. I didn't see it. So once I catch it, I'll know for sure. But it's a good question. I think I think those are the two categories. I think Jeffrey Wright is hovering around. I think um, depending on how it does, Sterling K. Brown could uh, could be a thing, apparently. But it's a bit much to start talking about, like, supporting performances in that kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah, until uh, we have some sort of evidence that those performances in particular are catching. Yeah, as opposed to some people are just fond of that performance, which is there's nothing wrong with that. And like if I look at my lineup, I could definitely find room for him if I want. And I probably actually will put him in the top 20 soon. But I I don't know that that's a a top five type thing at the moment. We'll talk about that that category in a minute. Let's let's quickly do original screenplay just because you brought it up. And it actually is a is a. It's top heavy. But it yeah. seems like the better of the two. You know, because you, you get into ones that, that are harder, harder sells. Like I have Florence on at 15 and like I'd love to see John Carney get something at some point. But that just doesn't seem like it's going to crack in that same way. Yeah. Um, so I, I, w- I, I think like there's a top seven for sure that uh, you could pick from them. And eight, if you want to say May, December, I'm going to find out next week how that one plays. Because I know that one is kind of like not campy, but like there's a slight tongue in cheek element to it. Sure. And that may be like that. I feel like voters might be confused by that movie beyond the acting. Like how like it's kind of it's supposed to be like soapy in a way, right? That's what I've heard. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether that connects in the same way, because it could. I mean. That hasn't stopped people before, but it may be one of those things that makes the difference between whether it's just an acting player or not. Exactly. Which TBD, and I'll give my take uh, in a couple of days. So at seven, I have Anatomy of a Fall. Like, seems like it'll be right there, right? Definitely. And in the then, top. yeah. And then I have six, I have The Holdovers, which I have The Holdovers, as you'll see, close in a lot of things. And I think that's just... By virtue of I, once we start seeing the precursors, I think it's going to be a consistent kind of there, if not winning things. Sure. Um, it's the that's the one movie you're like, yeah, I'm sure you're thrilled. Like, oh, great. That movie's going to become a, a must see for me. Yeah, no, and I probably will get around to it just if only to support Giamatti, because I, I do want to see that performance. You um, will you will really like that performance because it is it is front and stage. He gets to be a little quirky. He gets to like it's Paul Giamatti doing like peak Giamatti. Well, and I feel like he hasn't had the opportunity to do that in ages, so that it almost feels like a novelty in and of itself. So, yeah, yeah. and it will it would be if he gets in a much better. Not that Cinderella Man is a bad nomination, but as we went over, kind of anyone could have done that role, not necessarily yeah. as well. I think he's good in it, but you really wanted him to be there for Sideways. Yeah, it really did feel like management told him like, just do this, it'll, you'll get the nomination. Sure. And he did. Like it, yeah. And he did. And he did it with a smile. Right. Uh, or the version of a scowl that he uses as a smile. Exactly. Yeah. He he sort of had that look of like, yeah, I know we all know why I did this. It's fine. It's all right. Ron Howard's pleasant enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure it wasn't yeah. a miserable experience. No, no, no. I mean, Russell Crowe, give or take, I guess. At that time, actually, Russell Crowe at that time, I think, was was a little more hat in hand. He's probably he's probably a little more chill. I think he had yeah. he had. A certain image to still maintain. 
True, which is funny because that scene, that movie does have a scene where he goes hat in hand. <laughs> well, I feel like that's half the movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Well, one of the good scenes is I remember a very good scene of him like having to like go to like either, like the bar or something like that or like yeah, yeah. boxing club or something. I, I don't remember. I don't. I remember broad strokes of that movie because it is very by the numbers, but it's well done. Yeah, I remember liking it. Yeah. So my five in, in original right now, I have past lives in. Yep. Um, just kind of depends on if it holds on, right? Exactly. Right now, at, right yeah. now I'm feeling good about it, but time will tell. Yeah. Four, I have Saltburn. And I and I I'm what I think is gonna happen with Saltburn is I think when it does BFI London, it's gonna get a nice boost because it is a very British movie. So I think they're gonna respond well to it. So it's gonna go into like November release on kind of a higher buzz high. And then we'll see how it plays. Because it is very weird and very out there. Can't wait for you to see it. It sure looks like something. It's a big swing. The trailer does not do it justice. Good, because I was not. They couldn't. Trailer. No, the trailer was the trailer was a little ordinary. Yeah. Uh, all of the scenes you'll want to discuss slash react to are not in the trailer. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, three, I have Maestro. Yep. And then my number two is Air. I still I still believe in Air as long as Amazon still believes in Air. Well, that, that'll be a big question mark going into the season as more of the competition starts to sort of take shape. Well, yeah, I really, I, I don't think starts to, but honestly, we kind of know what, I think we talked about this last week. We kind of already know what a certain degree of the landscape looks like, right? Yeah. The only things I haven't seen are festival titles that just didn't get to New York yet, which I will see in the next week or so. Um, Iron Claw, which isn't screening festival wise and maybe isn't an awards player. And like the color purple. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I've seen the creator now. So that was that was supposed to be like the late breaking play. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, and then my number one is Barbie. I think Barbie could win either category, actually. Yeah, I agree with that, especially if it's going to be a player. Like, I think I think people would get a kick out of like the screenplay win, if nothing else, because then they get two birds of one stone also. Exactly. Uh, it, it, so, yeah. it strikes me as a movie where like it, it may not be a conventional player but it still might find a way to get some sneaky wins like you know maybe gosling loses for supporting actor but wins for song something like fun like that song is going to be a very interesting category i don't want to go through it now because you know but there's haven't a, heard most of them there's already a lot on the table which is oh, yeah. I, I feel interesting for this time of year usually there's like one or two things and the rest is kind of we'll wait and see yeah, there's there, Barbie has multiple songs. Um, Florence on has two big songs and they're very good. Uh, and he's I, I mean, the last one missed Sing Street oddly didn't get in, but um, the, the first two did. And uh, watch out. I don't know that it'll happen, but when I do my predictions, it'll be in the top 10. The Springsteen song from She Came to Me. Because yes. it is, uh, it's a closing credit song, which is not great, but it's a, it's very thematically uh, fitting for what the movie is doing. Also, they're putting the music front and center in that movie. I just interviewed Rebecca Miller and uh, Bryce Desner, and one, I, I still kind of like that the Desners are composers now. Yeah, because like they have a like fully successful band that they also work in, and um, they did speak a bunch about like the Springsteen of it all. I, I did ask, but, you know, I think that's a thing. So watch out. Barbie may not be like the surefire win there, but 
it'll get at least one nomination. I'd be shocked if it didn't. Yeah. Um, let's do supporting actor real quick. Cause that seems a little easy yeah. and that I feel very strongly about four, four people agreed. And I think it's the same for, yep. Robert Downey Jr. Mark Ruffalo, Ryan Gosling in any order you want. Yep. And then, and then, yep. See your dog agrees. Yep. And, uh, Robert De Niro unlikely to win, but like very likely be nominated. Agreed. At least for now. Yeah. And then it gets very interesting. Cause I'll tell you that my, my 11 is Jesse Plemons and killers of the flower moon. He's in it more than you think and better than you think, but still like, it's a small role. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to get a read on, but most of the reviews I've read are pretty vague when it comes to his part. So it's hard to get a beat on whether he's any kind of, I mean, honestly, up until late in the season, we didn't think he was a player for power of the dog. So you never know there. Exactly. It was, um, it was exactly this. So here's the thing. When I saw, um, the power of the dog for the first time, Mm -hmm. I I thought he was good, but I I definitely was like, Oh, it's the Benedict Cumberbatch show. Sure. And you know, Kirsten Dunst getting like this kind of role was very nice. And the kid was doing a lot. Like that was kind of my initial read. And then obviously we saw like uh, Cody Smith McPhee like took over the early part of the season. And Kirsten Dunst was a very like safe, not going to win, but get nominated. And Cumberbatch was kind of like, we don't think he's going to win, but he's probably like the solid two. Yeah. Like it kind of had, well, the movie had that vibe <laughs> a lot. And then Blemons was there on nomination morning. So like they like him. It's, Instead of like in Power of the Dog where he just disappears for a bunch and then pops back up, he just pops up at the in the third act. And he, sure. he listen, he's doing the investigation. So there's a very satisfying element of that because you've spent two and a half hours or so watching like unfettered murder, essentially. So the, the competent lawman coming in is not a unwelcome thing. So I wouldn't be shocked if he does better. But I don't okay. I don't know. Yeah. So my my top 10, I got Coleman Domingo in the color purple, which could be anyone in the color purple. We just I, I don't know. Sure. We're going to see that with supporting actress as well. Like, I just I just I I, I need to see something from it. Uh, I have Chris Messina for air at nine. That would be very cool. I don't know um, how much they're going to remember him. But like early on, that was a great one. Yep. My number I- know that he would be my pick from air but i definitely understand the logic sure uh my number eight is charles melton from a december he's gotten very good notices yep though that would he might be overshadowed potentially what depends on how much of a contender that one is in general yep i'll find out on friday uh next friday uh my number seven glenn howardin for blackberry there's the like small one it's a long shot but man i'd love to see it that could be like the good version. And I say, I mean, I don't hate him like you do, but the good version of the Jared Leto thing where he gets all that stuff towards the end and you're just like, well, is it going to happen or not? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that would be the good version of that. Yeah. Uh, my number six is John Magaro for past lives. Yep. Sort of. I, th- I think um, his co-stars maybe not getting the acknowledgement that he deserves here, but that doesn't mean he's any less likely. Yeah. I mean, he would be a coattail nomination, but enough people are mentioning him that if that movie performs, 
sleep on him at your own risk. But it also does go to show, like, those four. And then it starts to get really, like, well, how do you feel? Exactly. The the season will tell us. Because my number five, I actually double-dipped on poor things. I have Willem Dafoe. Which is one I would love to see. But my understanding is it's not as big of a role. The he's central in the first act and he's really not in the second act much. And he's back in the third act. So the, the first act is her sort of growing up with him and then Rami Youssef. And then when she goes on her like Mark Ruffalo adventure in the second act, they do go back to him periodically. Like they, they, I think they send letters, they send letters to each other. I think she mostly sends to him. They actually, um, they make another Frankenstein essentially that just isn't as good. Um, that's, um, What's her face? Uh, Andy McDowell's daughter. Oh, well, um, Margaret Qualley. Margaret Qualley. Oh, um, sorry. As like as like a a not as good version of of uh, Bella. Like she's just kind of like stuck. There's a couple of very funny reactions. Willem Dafoe clearly just wants like essentially his daughter back, and this is not a replacement. Yeah. I forget, he called. I, I don't remember. If it's like a sarcastic way of calling her a genius or something. At one point, there's a funny like just like venomy remark he makes at one point that i got a kick out of <laughs> and then he, he's back in the third act a little bit but if he gets nominated it would be like the third the first act like weirdness of it all sure and again, he got nominated for at eternity's gate and that movie sucks so you never know. say yeah but that's why uh, that's where i think we are in supporting actor right now agreed across the board yeah let's let's take the other question because it's kind of a, a funny uh, dovetail. Ryan McDermott's film Hawk Face-Off is TIFF-related, and it's one of those ones where you have to figure out who's in, who it's talking about. Okay. Um, some of them I don't even know off the top of my head, because, again, I'm tired. So, like, forgive us. Uh, first up, Spider-Man Homecoming or Spider-Man Far From Home? Oh, okay. Uh, Homecoming, it's just way more entertaining. Same. Can you? Can you... Who's your... Well, it could be anyone in both movies. I need more. Well, in in, in Homecoming, it's Michael Keaton. I know that. Because he's in Knox Goes Away. Oh, I see what you're... Oh, okay. Far from home. Home. um, Was Gyllenhaal in anything? I don't think he was. I don't think so off the top of my head. Which makes it harder for me. Because if it was um, No Way Home, then Jamie Foxx is in The Burial. Oh, yeah. wait, No Way Home, no way home uh, comes later. So, no, this was intentional. Okay, well, then, no idea. Um, yeah, I'm spacing on that one. So, good job, Ryan. You stumped me. Armageddon Time or Dark Waters? Uh, or Mark Ruffalo and Anthony Hopkins, respectively. Uh, or, uh, yeah, yeah. Not seen either movie, so I cannot right. comment. Uh, I've seen both. I'd say- I, I th- if you if you put a gun to my head and said I had to watch one of them, I would choose Dark Waters because it seems more like my kind of thing. Sure. Dark Waters is very kind of by the numbers and, and well done. But you watch and go, why did Todd Haynes make this movie? Um, Armageddon Time is, is a solid James Gray movie. I'll go Armageddon Time, but they're both good. The Greatest Showman or Malcolm and Marie. Uh, also didn't see either. Very much do not want to see either. <laughs> I don't like Greatest Showman. I thought Malcolm and Marie was fine. I guess Zendaya in something? Zendaya? Uh, or maybe Challengers was supposed to play some. Or John David Washington from The Creator, maybe? But he's not a TIFF. Oh, but he's not a TIFF. Well, then I don't know. What was Zac Efron? Zac Efron, like, the boy in the heron dubbed or something? 
maybe I'm sure I'm just spacing on it. Or one of them's in Dick's the Musical. Or just I'm trying to think of what I didn't see. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. I have no uh, idea. Ocean's 8 or The Devil Wears Prada? Uh, Ocean's 8 or The Devil Wears Prada? Uh, I'm with Blunt for The Devil Wears Prada for Pain Hustlers, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Devil Wears Prada, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, Ocean's 8, I'm spacing on who he's in. I guess Prada's better. Uh, Dune or No Way Home? Spider-Man, No Way Home. Oh, Dune, all the way, no question. Spider-Man. Um, Dune has a million fucking people in it. So throw a rock. And No Way Home, I'm guessing, is Jamie Foxx. He's in The Burial. Or Willem Dafoe. Or Willem Dafoe. But Tiff didn't have uh, poor things. Oh, no, well then, I think you're right then. Rachel getting married or Les Mis? Rachel getting married. Les Mis sucks. Yeah, Rachel getting married all the way. And then finally, the great beauty or the hand of God? The great. Uh, me neither. The hand of God was boring. Uh, Sorrentino, honestly, I only really like youth. Which makes me sound like a fucking uncultured swine because I picked the English language one. I, I haven't seen any of them, so I'm less cultured than that. That's fair. I'll take the take the small scale win. All right. Um, since you mentioned John David Washington, before we finish the categories, I'll talk about the creator for a second. Um, I saw the creator. Woo! And um, it's good. I'm I'm not completely sold on this. Like it's an Oscar movie that Disney is kind of pushing forward. I mean, cool. And I think they think they have like their Dune, but it's um. Plot-wise, it's a little generic. I mean, you've seen the trailer. It's it's the man on a mission, save the girl, deliver the weapon. You know, you know the you know the beats you're watching. Yeah, well, and that's been my major sort of hang-up with it is that I don't have anything against it. I'm not like I, any reason to not want to see it, but I mm. just don't have any reason to be excited about it sure. because I have anything from it outside of the scale, which I know well, Gareth does very well. I haven't we'll talk about it. that in a second feel like oh this is something new or i'm you're waiting for the other shoe to drop when you watch the trailer yeah well in the in the movie it's kind of you you it's it's the it's the surrounding world and visuals and and stuff like that that really are the the sales point um because the third act is is a little weak the first two actually good you're you're sucked in like the world is interesting um the only other thing that's a little odd and this is not anything you could have planned in the same way like Sure, dead reckoning of Macquarie. They didn't plan on having a submarine at the bottom of the ocean, you know, sure. at the time that there was an actual submarine at the bottom of the ocean. But um, the idea of like AI, you know, we're at, we're at a moment where AI is very forefront on people's minds. In but a kind of AI, yeah. Well, this AI is seen as as like you're supposed to sympathize with it, and that that's fine. Like in the movie, it works. But I think at a time when like the AI we're dealing with now is not evil but it's maybe being used for not great purposes, especially within the industry. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that'll rub some people the wrong way. I don't know that it will. That may be like a straw, but I've seen one or two people say that, but that also could be writers trying to like stake a claim on a part of the movie. No one's talking about. Sure. I mean, it definitely did when they first mentioned in the trailer, it definitely did take me out of it for a second, just because I think even compared to a year ago or two years ago, talking about AI, it just has a very different connotation to it than it used to. Yes. Two things I want to mention. One is a, a good thing that you'll be interested in. One is a weird thing you'll be interested in. Um, okay. 
the the weirder one, kind of more just for us. I wish the movie was a little weirder because it has Kojima vibes. I've noticed that in some of the designs, it feels Kojima inspired. It really kind of felt like Kojima made a video game movie, except nothing weird enough happens. It was like, what if what if they made a Metal Gear without Kojima? Sure. Or, you know, banded down Hollywood version of what the Metal Gear movie might look like. Sort of. The other thing that I think you you will appreciate is so interestingly, th- this movie looks massive, right? It was mm-hmm. shot like an indie film. Yeah, this is something I just learned this week. Yeah, they basically like guerrilla style, like went and shot like the live stuff and then added in the CG later on to add the scale, but done very like handheld indie. Like it 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 put comes together in a way that I think you're not expecting when you hear that. Because it sounds like a mix that shouldn't work. Very much so. Well, and I mean, if for anyone who has been following Gareth Edwards, that's literally exactly how he made his uh, first film with Monsters. Exactly. I mean, and and that was you know one percent of the budget or something like that. But yeah, Monsters, Monsters works because of the scale being like small to medium. Exactly. And this actually does work with the big the big scale. I think it's. I, I love the ambition. I love the big swing. Um, in terms of like production design, cinematography, things like that, definitely I think is in play. Visual effects, it might be the winner by virtue of we don't have a winner otherwise. Well, it's, if it's um, at an Oppenheimer, it looks more like a visual effects movie. Totally. But then when you get in like picture, director, screenplay, that kind of stuff, it really just depends on if the general public like gravitates to it. Like remember, Dune got good reviews to very good reviews, but it was the fact that it was relatively successful that helped. A lot. Put it over the edge, absolutely. Yeah, if it if it had came and went, it would have done tech stuff probably only, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, still misdirected. Wouldn't have, but... wouldn't have quite had the overwhelming nomination success, I agree. Exactly, and it might have, and it might have fallen short in some places, like, it, like Power of the Dog might have won cinematography, things, things of that nature. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it more when you see it, because I know you're, you're going to be into it. Um, but it might have to be in a week or two after, right? Because it still has the priority, and I think you're a little limited on what you can sit through at the moment, right? Yeah. I mean, normally I would be double featuring them, but uh, we'll we'll see what I'm capable of when the time comes. That might have to be like a like a saw on Thursday or Friday creator on like Saturday or Sunday if you're up Maybe. to it. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I know what your priority is. Of course. Exactly. I'll, I'll be talking about it as soon as I can. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get back to that once we see it. So let's um, let's talk about the rest of the categories and then we'll wrap up. So uh, let's do actor because we sort of talked about that. And I want to tie in actress and supporting actress for obvious reasons. Um, sure. Actors, very competitive, but without a front runner. Yeah, which is fascinating, right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll say um, my top 10 because I got 11. I have Fassbender. And he's he's apparently very good in The Killer. I'll see that soon. And he's funny in Next Goal Wins, but they don't, like, rush to nominate him, it seems. No. Well, I think his only nod is uh, 12 Years a Slave, right? Yeah, like, um, didn't happen for shame, which was a shame. And, I mean, granted, he picks stuff that isn't always the most awards-friendly. Yeah. But he does strike you as a guy who should have two or three by now. So my 10 is Adam Driver for Ferrari. Um, I heard, I, I mean, I, I actually have kind of, I'm kind of trying to go in the Ferrari blind, but I heard like solid things, but I don't know that I heard anything about him getting nominated. 
No, exactly. Mostly like competent, but not rave kind of. Yeah. Uh, I've been hearing. But like well, you said, Penelope Penelope Cruz, if someone. Exactly. She's been getting the lion's share of the attention. For yeah. That. Um, number nine, I have Matt Damon for air. Depends on how air does, but mm-hmm. they rarely miss a chance to nominate Matt Damon. Yep. And he is, is one of his best performances. No, I think it's up there. I think in a weaker year, I think he'd be a much stronger bet, but there's a lot of competition. Well, pre TIFF, I had him still in the five. So this was this was the final. This was the move up. So I have one big swing here, even though it's not a big swing, but it's a we'll see. It's uh, Joaquin Phoenix from Napoleon at eight. Yeah, it's one of the things where it seems like an obvious one, but I don't know, man. I think he looks like a fucking train wreck. (laughs) It probably is because it's really Scott, but we'll see. He he kind of he kind of he kind of confused us all by making two. Neither movie sucked in a year when usually if he makes two, one's definitely terrible, and he kind of alternates good and bad. So are you trying to make the statement that House of Gucci isn't terrible? It's not good, but it's not as bad as some of the wrecks that he's made. There's a there's a campy uh, entertainment value of the first part. I agree to disagree on that one. I didn't um, love it, but it was fine. My my whole thing with Napoleon is just well, and Joaquin in general. I don't know that I can take Joaquin Phoenix seriously in an Oscar bait movie the same year he did Bo is Afraid. Never mind that the Oscar bait movie in question is like the exact same thing that Danny DeVito did as a joke and get shorty like decades ago. Yep. And while he's uh, shooting more Joker shenanigans. Exactly. So just and I look at the trailer and it's just like, this is not a this is like 20 years ago. This would get nominated by default. Now, I don't even know that it gets considered. Well, we're going to find out. Um, So that's that's the one I moved up, but I don't think he can move up anymore. He's got a lot of downward mobility, let's say. Yeah. Number seven, I have Jeffrey Wright. Yep. Should have been nominated already. Depends how they go for the film. I think if it gets into picture, that helps him. I don't think it's going to be an actor screenplay without picture thing, but that's just a from a thousand feet away, not having seen it. Right. So here we get into the interesting because I have Paul Giamatti at six. Mm-hmm. And it sure feels like he's going to get nominated for this, but can't help but remember he gets snubbed all the time. True. It, it kind of depends on how the film itself is. Yeah. Well, depending on how the other aspects of the film do. So when we get the supporting actress, I have Divine Joy Randolph in. And actually at the moment, I have it as the only nomination for the film. I think I mentioned this earlier. And that just seems not likely to be the way it goes. Very much so. I would be so, shocked on screenplay. And and I agree that Giamatti feels like I, I would have him higher up than six, but I see what you've got at five. And I think I understand your reason. Yeah. Well, five is Barry Keegan for for Saltburn, and that is <clears throat> the wildest performance you'll see this year. Um, degree of difficulty, very difficult. Actually, a really solid. I saw it in the same festivals. I saw Emma Stone and and Poor Things, and they're both like on this tightrope. That I I think the fact that he got in for this subtle turn in Banshees. Mm-hmm. sets him up very well for this big massive turn in Saltburn because I think even if you don't like the movie. You have to be like, holy shit, look what he's up to. Okay. He also, he ends the movie on something you'll remember. Put it that way. So, I, people will have him on their mind. It's just how 
it sticks or not. That's my like, <clears throat> I, I don't want to give up on that performance just yet because if it does get in, I don't want to, I don't want to have not been there. Yeah. But then you have, I think the expected four sort of in whatever order you want. I have the Caprio in. I don't think he wins, but he's very good in it. It's very different. It's him as kind of like a loser. Sure. Um, Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer, he could win, but it, it, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that they're going to see him as a winner. If that makes sense, especially without necessarily campaigning of the actors. Sure. Well, and he's also. It's a little uphill because he's a first-time nominee, uh, or yeah. he would first-time nominee. And I, I. I mean, I think I would be. If Oppenheimer does as well as we're all expecting, I would be stunned if he got snubbed at this point. But yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you that a win is a little more of an uphill battle just because he's not as much of a known quantity by comparison to some of his competition. Yeah, and he is snubbable, which is seems absurd, but it, yeah. it's the kind of thing they would do. I would hate I it. I don't. Yeah, I would hate it. Uh, my number two is Coleman Domingo. Um, Rustin took kind of a, a nosedive at TIFF compared to Telluride, which... I wonder if, if like most of us at Telluride liking it kind of set up expectations a little differently. Maybe. Uh, but he's very good. I know a couple people were like, it's a, it's a broader performance than they were hoping for, but I think that's accurate to Bayard Rustin for one thing. And two, like, if you're not going to, if not now, when with Coleman Domingo? Very much so. Well, he's been on the cusp. He's been like kind of hovering right on the periphery <laughs> of a nomination for yeah. a couple of years now. And essentially last year they debuted like the first look to be like, by the way, next year he's coming for this. Exactly. So that's I think Netflix probably is hoping that it can be something. Sure. And then Bradley Cooper for Maestro. <laughs> Netflix hoping for something part two. <laughs> I, I didn't pay attention to the reviews that much because I was at Telluride. I just chose not to like read other festival reviews. But from what I understand, the acting was the showcase of that film, right? Very much so, yeah. Okay, so he's he's in a good position there. If they want to be like, we'll give the movie star an Oscar. It, well, and I think that's <laughs> the thing that if it is a very tight race, it gives him a bit of an edge to say nothing of his like eight or so previous nominations. Yeah, he'll have like a, he'll have ten by the time this nomin the Oscars happen this year. Exactly. So I think that alone could be like we got to give him something for something. Quite possibly. Supporting actress. I don't know. Because uh, Lily Gladstone is going lead. Now, on the one hand, it's probably the proper designation. I've seen the film. I think I've told people I've seen the film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen the film. She's she's a fringe in between. I think, I think it's more her story than not. I know, obviously, the, the bigger stories kind of dominate. So it's not Michelle Williams part two, I want to say. Okay, well, but that's yeah. I also think she could still potentially win. It's just a harder run. It, it's a surefire win that becomes like the thick of it. It's kind of how I saw Michelle Williams last year, even though everyone else was like, "Oh, she's gonna have to fight to get in." Yeah, also just, the season never like worked out for her. Well, and so. I think the comparison that people are making is less about like category fraud or you know the size of the role or anything like that, and more just there has been that pervading sense that supporting actress is hers to lose. And now like, not that she can't still get into actress or, I mean, you know, who, who are we to say that she can't win this far out, but like, it is much more of an uphill battle by comparison. 
Exactly. So for the supporting players, 11, I have Penelope Cruz, and there's a lot of upward mobility there. I just want to see Ferrari be a thing. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I just, I feel like Ferrari could be easily dismissed, if that makes sense. No, I think you're absolutely, I think she's, if she doesn't stick, then I don't think anything from it sticks, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, 10, I have Sandra Uller for the zone of interest. Again, depends on how that movie goes. She's very good in it. She's also going to be a, she's also better in her lead performance. So, I mean, she also can compa- can campaign right now. So, sure. like, there's a world in which she gets both. Yeah. Um, number nine, I have Danielle Brooks for the color purple. I have heard she's the standout. Well, I, I without knowing too much about sort of how the cast is laid out on that one, I do remember her being a standout on uh, Peacemaker last year. So I'll, I'll go along with that. Sure. Uh, my number eight, um, you're going to laugh at a little bit. It's Vanessa Kirby for Napoleon. But it is sort of I feel like we're going to say she's better than him no matter what in that movie. I, I, I'm very much I would be totally <laughs> anticipating her to get in over him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, here's my number seven. This is a this is a weird one, but actually, I think I saw other people go for this also. America Ferrera for Barbie. If they really like Barbie, could they double dip? I think they should. I, I yeah, think. Well, I mean, good. They're they're also insane if they do not feature her her monologue. Well, that's just it. Like, if that's not a best supporting actress, real ready to go, I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious. I don't know if the precursors are going to support her, but that could be like the gets in with nothing situation. Sure. And I think she more so than many of the people we've talked about is very much at the mercy of how well they receive Barbie overall. Like, yes. I feel like Gosling or someone could get in even if the movie doesn't show up most other places. But for her, it's going to be at least partially a coattail thing, potentially. Agreed. My number six is Roseman Pike for Saltburn. She's so funny and so good in this movie. I've heard. Um, yeah, yeah. Aside from Barry, she's the standout. They have some great scenes together. Uh, so much of the cast is good, but I think as the season builds up, considering how close she came for that shitty Netflix movie I hated, mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a I, I could see this happening. But I will say I think the five that I have seem seem right they just don't seem to have a winner and i don't mean that in a bad way but just we have to kind of reevaluate what wins also it's september yeah so go with me on this so my number five is jody foster from niad yep um got better reviews than Nanette benning so they both got solid word um and that annette benning has the sort of baggage of diana niad jody foster does not mm-hmm. uh, which is funny because you'll see what i did when i did actress i had to kick someone out for lily gladstone <laughs> There you go. That moment. Uh, my number four is Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer. I will say, she might have a chance to win now. It would be kind of a mediocre win, honestly, but it would be funny if she ends up winning her first time out. It, well, it's one of those things where I'm looking at the lineup that you've got, and out of all of them, she's got the most, I think, forward momentum in terms of people wanting her to have a win. Yeah. Like, so oh. my three is. Yeah, so comparatively, my three is Viola Davis and Air. She's got to get in first. And we don't know if that movie is going to, like, last. Also, does she strike you as, like, I want another supporting actress win? I don't know. That doesn't necessarily seem like her vibe. I I doubt she'd campaign very hard for it if she did get in. Yeah, if it was a lead performance, I feel like she wants that, right? She wants a lead win. We saw that with The Woman King. But for this, maybe not. Uh... My number two is Julianne Moore for May, December. 
I, they took so long to give her one. Like, I don't feel like they're they're looking at her for another one. Yeah, which we don't. Which again, these are these are things we're we're sort of mapping onto the academy. But you kind of have to until you see otherwise. So exactly. my number one speculation. Yeah. So my number one is Divine Joy Randolph for the holdovers. There you go. I mean, I think she's going to do really well with the precursors, and I think she could definitely get in. Like, I'd be kind of surprised if she didn't at this point. Like, I had her at, like, 10 prior to this. But as you kind of have to look at who else from that list, is there anyone from the 6 to 10 that you're like, well, they're more obvious? I don't think so. No, I feel like at this moment in time, and it can absolutely change, and I'm sure it will, but at this moment in time, she feels like she has the most buzz. For sure. There's definitely a building feeling there that I think is good. Exactly. Um, so I don't, I, can you think of anyone that I'm missing that's pretty obvious at the moment or not really? Not really, but it, I think it's one of those things where like, you know, I've heard Tracy Ellis Ross is quite good in American fiction. And so is the, um, sure. I'm spacing on her name, but the actress playing the love interest. So like, you know, it just depends on how much of a player that one ends up being. So I think there's a lot of like further down the bench ones or, you know, people who, you know, maybe Vanessa Kirby is the only nomination for Napoleon situation. You know, I feel like every now there's plenty of uh, supporting actress nominees who are their film's lone nomination. And it's just kind of random. Exactly. So by token, we move over to actress where. Um, wow. <laughs> Lily Gladstone did not make it easy on me here. No. So uh, my number 12 is Ryan Destiny for Flint Strong. Like if that movie comes out, that wasn't early. Like maybe she'll be like an indie breakthrough. But I just don't know what's going on with that movie. Uh, my number 11 is Kaylee Spaney for Priscilla. Heard very good things about that. I'll see that at NYFF. Mm-hmm. But also Sofia Coppola kind of had her one time with Oscar, but they don't go back to that well that often. No. My number 10 is Fantasia Barino for The Color Purple. Depends how The Color Purple is. Yep. I know people are excited about that idea. Uh, my number 9 is Greta Lee for Past Lives. Didn't help her with Lily entering the field. Not so much, no. Yeah. So here's here's where I think the top tier are. So at eight, I have Sandra for Anatomy of a Fall. But mm-hmm. I think we could easily see her move upwards. I have Anjanu Ellis at seven for Origin. If that movie comes out, if that movie connects. But that also, that is a real, like, elevator situation there. So here's the person I kicked out was Annette Benning for Nyad. Shocker. <laughs> well, I mean, so I'm sure uh, Netflix had kind of designs of maybe pushing the win here. And like, it wouldn't be a bad win. But here's the thing. My five is Natalie Portman made December. She seems more likely. There you go. I don't think she'll win, but like she got the lion's share of the praise, I think, for May December, even though like nobody had anything bad to say about Julianne Moore. No, and, she's better, and she, my understanding is, yeah, has a bit more to do. Well, I mean, uh, Natalie Portman's doing the actor role. Yeah. So I think that's just sexy for the performance of it all. Uh, my number four is Margot Robbie Bob, Barbie. Like, you don't want to see a world in which Barbie gets misses one category, and it's literally Barbie. I know, right? But wouldn't it just be the way? Yeah, which, I mean, there's a world. My three is where I put Lily Gladstone. I still think she can win. But I got to see some wins. So yeah. it's a very flimsy one, two, three. Because my two is Carrie Mulligan Maestro. She's got very good word. Um, she's 
do-ish, right? We kind of have that feeling. Yep. And Netflix could, like, want to take advantage. Also, if they're not going to... That, that means they have three of the top six right here also, by the way. Very much so. Well, and also, if you look at already the advertising for Maestro, they're putting her front and center, like, before Cooper even. So they uh, that he suggests that they think they definitely have something here. Yep. And my number one is Emma Stone for Poor Things. I kind of think she's going to win. Yep, that's where that's where the buzz is headed right now. Yeah, she's so good that I think I, you know I'm I'm as much as anyone someone who bristles on the like they need a second, a third, a seventeenth win. Like I I don't care. But and if anything, I kind of like usually want to spread the love and move away from that. But you can't watch that film and not be like, yeah, this is what you should give an Oscar to. Now will they? We'll see. It's very cool if they do that. But I. You'll see. Like, I, I feel confident in just saying you'll see. Right on. Yeah. So let's get into picture. So let me speed through my my 20. Let's say I'll do my 25. OK, so my 25 next goal wins. Populist play would have to make a bunch of money. Reviews sure. were kind of mixed. I thought it was fine. We, you, you heard me. I kind of was like, I don't have any major complaints. It's just kind of fine. Um. 24, The Iron Claw. We just don't know about it. 23, All of Us Strangers. There'll be passion for it, but it's small. It's very small. And I think Searchlight probably has bigger fish to fry, frankly. Yeah. But we'll see. 22, Dumb Money. It's going to open wide this week or next week. If it makes a bunch of money, we'll see. Because it opened very limited this weekend and and did okay, but didn't like blow anyone away. Right. 21, Priscilla. Kind of what I said about that with, uh, with the actress. Uh, 20 is origin. I want I want I want a date. Yep. Show me a release date. 19 May December feels like acting more than picture. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't know until people chime in. 18 I put the creator just because let's see how it does. Sure. Money will help. 17 Napoleon. Sure, we'll see, right? Yep. 16 Ferrari, sure we'll see part two. I just 15, had a sorry to but, interrupt, but I just had a thought about the creator. Now yeah. that Dune is gone, we don't really have anything for because I feel like for the most of the past few years, we've gotten at least one prominent like sci-fi nominee. And I yep. feel like Dune would have scratched that itch this year. But without it, that I don't know if the creator connects, maybe it's a bigger threat than we realize. Definitely Just, has a chance right now. I think poor things is kind of filling that 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 mold in a way. Sure. In the, in the same way of like a shape of water or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 15, I have Rustin. Depends how much uh, they can make of the acting play. Mm-hmm. But I, I think now we're getting into the ones that can really make the play. So 14, I have Zone of Interest. It probably should be a little higher, but I have that little bit of a feeling that it's not going to connect, even though I did pick it in the draft earlier. Yeah. 13, I have Nyad because I do think it's such a crowd pleaser and plays well to a crowd that it may overperform in that way. Or Netflix could, like, shepherd it if they think it can do it. Um, I think I told you that I saw a prominent uh, – I saw a writer, let's not say a prominent writer, claim that it was going to win when they saw it. I did, I yeah. I don't buy that, but, like, that says something in a way. They're, 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 being, they're being them. Yeah. But there's something there, right? They're, they wouldn't just make it up, essentially, yeah. that specific film. So I, I – I, I can't go any higher than that, but I think it's fair to have it in the top 15 because. Yeah, of, you want to consider so. it. So I think there's 12 contenders right now. Mm-hmm. 
give or take how the season, you know, something falls off the map, something moves up. So 12, I have the holdovers. Again, fitting that, like, it's going to do better than this, but, like, I just don't see the room just yet. But it will move up, I think. Sure. 11, I have American Fiction for the reasons we discussed. Same situation, essentially, as the holdovers. (laughs) Which is funny, one, two at the Audience Award right there. There you go. So at 10, I have Saltburn. And the passion play will let us know how that goes. I, I More than likely, it's going to flip-flop on American fiction. But we'll see. Like I said, uh, London might be uh, nicer to it. And it's going to be kind of like a cool... It feels almost like an older A24. Like, you got to go see this. Sure. It's got that Which, vibe. Well, that's what Neon does. They, they kind of do... They're the other, like, it's cool, you got to go see it. Yeah, very much so. Uh, well, hell of a batting average. Yep. Well, that's why I have at nine. I have Anatomy of a Fall. Yep, yep. I mean, we we do have a, a sort of a golden age of international features getting in. It has as much English as any international feature can eligibly have. And it's a courtroom movie, and it's super compelling, and the acting is, is phenomenal, and it's accessible. Like, if you have, a, like, a grandparent, they would like this, as long as they can get down with the subtitles. Sure. So there's a lot in its favor, as long as it gets the attention. Eight, I have past lives. Kind of feel like there's downward mobility there. Sure, but that's one. There's that's no right. reason out for precursor love. Exactly, there's no reason to move it out yet. Yeah. Uh, th- that's like one where I feel like it's in my ten until it maybe misses PGA. Sure. Seven, I have the color purple. That's kind of a shot in the dark, though. On paper, it should fit a ten, and it should make money. On paper. If it can yeah. still out this year, <laughs> I, I like of the 10, it's the one I want to take out the most because it, I just I feel one I'm not super excited about it. And two, just like the two we just mentioned make so much more sense right now. But there's no you take it out and then it gets in like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, six, I have air. Which got to see what I got to see what what Amazon's planning to know. Sure. And then I have five that I think are pretty safe to one degree or another. I have Maestro at five. Mm-hmm. Feels like the picture itself might be like obligated in a way. But if it's the Netflix movie, it shouldn't miss if they decide it's the movie. I, they, they're kind of doing the thing we, we, we've said for them to do, which is to like be strategic and like let films compete in certain categories when they have a bunch as opposed to just ditching a bunch. Right. So I don't know how it's going to play out. But for now, I think it's there. And then we have the big four. I have Barbie at four, just because it feels like the hardest win of the group. For sure. Three Killers of the Flower Moon, also a hard win. But I, you know, Barbie versus the Scorsese movie. I know what you got to go with, even though I think both of them are. I don't want to say disqualified from winning because I would love either of them to win in terms of quality. But knowing a voter. That's just not. Until I see more changes. For sure. I, I don't see it. Now, in terms of the changed academy, my number two is Poor Things. It's, I, I don't know why it feels like it has more of a chance, because it is like the most out there movie of the lot. But there's something about it that I think it just, it gets you in. It's the Yorgos of it all. Like, like the favorite should be way too weird for the Oscars. Sure. Yeah. And yet they went for it everywhere. And then my number one is Oppenheimer. I have not seen a reason yet to assume it won't win, especially as it makes more money and as the year kind of like 
shapes up solely slash calmly, but yep. time will tell. It's it's I don't know. You don't want to be the front runner. No, not this far out, especially after the last few years. And especially a traditional feeling one, though. Look at what just happened, right? With um was a PTA and who was the other person who came out and basically just like raved about this movie out of nowhere? Denis. Yeah, like they're they're like coalescing around the director of it all. Oh, totally. Well, with that kind of support from his own branch, and especially uh he's he's got a feeling of being due as much as any director does. So, so due that I skipped director when we were talking about this. That's funny. But <laughs> We can, I mean, he kind of says it. He's going to win. Yeah, I, I would be right now. I would be shocked that, to see anyone put anyone ahead of him until proven otherwise. If it wasn't for the fact that it's Nolan and he has that, like, he's kind of cool and we don't know, think that the Academy is cool. You would think it's just a thousand percent over. Yeah. Now, in terms of like the lineup, Scorsese, Yorgos, they're in, I would say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Greta Gerwig, you really hope is in. If she doesn't get in, there's one reason, and it's not a reason based on merit. Unfortunately. And then you have, so I have Cooper in at five. Possibly as the makeup for missing for uh, for Star is Born. Sure. And then I have Jonathan Glazer at six, which screams lone director. Yes, very much so. Um. Seven, I have Emerald Fennel for Saltburn. Like, they could be wild about Saltburn. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Affleck, eight for Air. Like, you really kind of felt like maybe he was going to get that director nomination. How wild would it be if he is a lone director? <laughs> that would be something. Yeah. Uh, Justine Triette for Anatomy of a Fall 9. Also watch out for lone director. Celine Song, 10, Past Lives. Alexander Payne, 11, The Holdovers. I really have The Holdovers, like, in that same realm for everything. Yeah, well, until proven otherwise, I think that makes sense. Exactly. That's kind of where we're at. So um, let's call it for now because we're slowly going to get more information. So um, in a couple episodes, I guess I think after next week in consecutive episodes, I'll have seen um, May, December, Maestro, Ferrari and Priscilla. So that'll that'll fill in some more blanks. And then also, um, depending on actually, you know, how how up to it you are, some of the some of the early awards contenders are going to be hitting theaters like you'll have besides Saw and besides Creator, like I think Dumb Money will be out. Yep. Things of that nature. So like there'll be things we can talk about once you'll be able to chime in. So we're entering that period. So what I want to do is say where you can be followed. Um also kind of give like your thoughts on where we stand. Sure. You kind of heard mine based on my ranking, but what's your, you know, your, your, your op-ed feel free to as much or as little as you want, but use this as your, as your, uh, awards time. Sure. Closing thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Um, well you can find me on both Twitter and letterboxd at miles on film. That's M Y L E S on film. Please check out my short films, American exorcist and once upon a Dracula. They're both on YouTube under aftershock pictures and chase capo respectively. Um, we we've mentioned in the past few weeks, but it's very unusual. I feel to have this much information this far out. Um, yeah. 
and I do think it's going to lead to a lot of restlessness in terms of like predictions and just sort of knowing where the season stands because we have so much information based on reviews and then obviously some will gradually come out. I still am anticipating that a handful of them will end up getting pushed to 24 for one reason or another. Something um, will. Something will, I think, you know, whether it's Origin or Hitman or something else, I don't know, but um, it may yeah, not Hitman. Relevant. Oh, Hitman, quickly, since we meant, you mentioned that. Think last week on the episode, you might have also, but I definitely did said like I think it's going to Netflix. And boy, well, we I don't remember who predicted it, but we definitely agreed on it just because they had just had Apollo. Oh, that's what you you I had I had said it, and I think your chime in was well, didn't they just release his last movie? There you go. So we kind of we kind of made sense. I'll tell you something off air about that, but um, I don't. I know people kind of got annoyed about it, like oh, I wanted to see it in the theater. Like, sure, but were you going to go see it? Yeah, I mean, I I understand where people are coming from, and I also would love to have that experience with it. Like, time permitting, I will absolutely choose to see it in a theater over Netflix whenever it's available. But you know what you want to do? See it. But more than anything, I want to see it. And more than anything, I'm glad that it's attached somewhere. Sure, and like you and and Kelly will pop some popcorn and watch like like a fun, sexy movie. There you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited about that one, but yeah, in terms of the season overall, it's just going to be kind of, I think we kind of, we know what a lot of the heavy hitters are going to be. So it's kind of just going to be the next few months of what kind of colors in, you know, what hits those four and five slots, what kind of colors in the gaps, essentially, um, 100%. So that more so than what the big front runners are, I think is what the next few months are really going to reveal to us. And whether movies from earlier in the year, like Past Lives or Air or even Spider-Verse can sort of gain some momentum in the bigger categories. Definitely. We're going to see. Um, you can find me at Joey Magazine, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, um, Threads and Blue Sky, uh, Ward's Radar is on Instagram, and uh facebook and twitter yeah i i just i want to i want to see the first wave of like what's getting attention because right now we're guessing right and it's just a little weird to kind of have seen the slate now and and i think so many other times we we go oh if we'd seen the movies we'd have a better idea i've seen the movies i don't know that i have a better idea so i'm curious very curious what happens I think what we've sort of been noticing and we've been talking about this on and off uh, throughout the last few months and the last season is that the kinds of films that they go for are not just changing, but changing kind of a rapid way. And like yes. it's it's easy to fall into sort of old school thinking and assume certain things are going to do better than others, which is why I think a lot of people maybe have Killers of the Flower Moon a little higher up on certain categories than they should. I, I still think I still think the Changing Academy is not necessarily going to go for um, the bleakness. I think the Changing Academy is poor things, which is why I think maybe a lot of people have jumped to be like, "Oh, poor things can be a thing." Well, Whereas we're looking for something a little more upbeat or optimistic than a Flower Moon or even an Oppenheimer, but Barbie is such a question mark because of the toy commercial of it all. Exactly. All right, so we're going to find out is the thing. And it'll be exciting, and then it'll be exhausting, and then we'll do it all over again, because that's what we do. All right. So stay tuned. Um, our fantasy draft will see, will kind of bear out based on the season. We'll play the Rotten Tomatoes game next week, and we'll uh, 
we'll be getting into our, our saw, saw mood. So that's exciting as well. Yay. I can't wait. Yep. And, yep. In the meantime, this actually went off with less of a hitch than we thought. So kudos. Um, unless you guys are listening going, this sounds like nonsense, in which case, whoops, we tried. But uh, if it sounds good, Steve, thank you. Everyone, thank Steve. And um, you know what? We will, uh, as always, soon to be seeing you at the movies. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content.